Hey everyone, I'm JR and this is the Big Ten Huddle Podcast and we are here talking all things Big Ten and I have my guest today, Brant Henson. Brant is the CEO of our Big Banter Network, uh, Big Banter Sports. We cover all things Big Ten and he's going to be my guest today. Brant, how you doing? Fantastic, JR. Thanks for having me on. Super excited to be here and kind of to help get this show off the ground. For sure. Hey, you want to take a moment to explain to people what Big Banter is, just so that way they have a good idea of uh, what the network is and what they cover and everything? Yeah, so for anybody who's listening that's not familiar with Big Banter, we are a brand new um, Big Ten-focused media company. Uh, We've got podcasts covering all 14 Big Ten teams, so definitely go check out your specific uh, favorite team's podcast. Uh, Working on pulling together the basketball network as well. And a few other podcasts um, on the way as well. But yeah, just um, we also launched a website recently, uh, cranking out blog articles there too. But it, it's our goal to bring you the best Big Ten content here you're going to find on the web. Awesome. Excellent. And if you want to follow along more with what is going on with this show, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. We're even going to have a site on Rumble. And we're getting our Twitter set up right now. So that's uh, Elon is making that a little rough for us. But we will uh, we will persevere and we will make sure we get that get that set up. And today's show, we are going to talk through just a few topics. And really, this show is just designed to be kind of a quick a uh, bit of information for you about the Big Ten and what's going on. We'll share some opinions and talk about some things. And normally we'll have probably three, maybe four people on here uh, from different Big Ten teams, um, the big banter sites to kind of discuss. And really, if you want to listen to somebody who is not from your team and kind of get the perspective, you know, what does IU think of Ryan Day? What does, you know, Illinois think of, you know, Jim Harbaugh or whatever else is going on in the Big Ten and what's happening, then you can figure it out by coming here for all the things we're going to discuss. The things we're going to discuss today is we're going to talk about the Big Ten QBs who are in the SEC now. Uh, some people have called them the rejects. Some people have called them the overexcellers, whatever you think of them. Uh, we're also going to talk through the Big 10 teams and the AP poll. And then we're going to talk Big 10 football recruiting a little bit, give you an update on how all of that is going. So first thing I want to talk about is the Big 10 teams in the AP poll. And I know this happened early last week, but I do think it is good for us to discuss the Big 10 teams in the AP poll. I'm going to read them off. We have uh, Michigan at number two. I almost said Ohio State first, but no, Michigan is at number two. Number three is Ohio State. Number seven is Penn State. Number 19 is Wisconsin. And number 25 is Iowa. Brant, what was your reaction when you first saw the AP poll with where the Big 10 teams are positioned yeah so actually big banter released our big banter poll a few days prior to the ap release um we had all of our different shows and a different a bunch of other people affiliated with the network voting in it uh, to kind of get perspective of all all 14 teams in there and it was actually really really similar to the ap poll uh the same teams were ranked we had michigan two we had ohio state three and then we had penn state seven which was all the same across the board uh, we had Wisconsin 18, so a little higher, and w- Iowa 23, so a little higher there as well, uh, with maybe the Big Ten bias sneaking into our poll a bit. But um, overall, I I don't think it's bad. I think um, given that we're pretty aligned with what the AP poll was, uh, I, I think it's a good good place to start the season off. Um, not seeing a crazy amount of SEC bias in there like we usually do, uh, sneaking in a few, a few of our teams there at the bottom. 
but uh, two teams that I do think are deserving of maybe sneaking in at 24-25, uh, Illinois and Minnesota. And they were right on the outside um, of our top 25 as well. Uh, but definitely two teams in the West that could be super competitive and could even end top 10 when it's all said and done. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. The one thing that I was going to say about the SEC bias, possibly, and I know people don't like to hear about it from the SEC, but this is a Big Ten podcast, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, but the, and I know this is kind of nitpicky, but the fact that Florida got four votes to be in there, I, I just don't see where uh, they're getting any information to think that and to think that they're ahead of Illinois. Um, I don't know. I, I saw somebody today that said they wouldn't be surprised if Florida goes four and eight this year. Now that's a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, I don't think they will be that bad, but um, I was a bit surprised to see Florida ahead of Illinois. Um, did you see any teams outside of the uh, AP poll that could possibly enter the top 20 or maybe even the top 10 at some point, Brant? Yeah, I mean, on that Florida, I'm sure we'll talk about it too here in a bit with uh, with Graham Mertz being one of those quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the Big Ten and going to the SEC. Um, agreed. Like that, the SEC bias is always going to sneak its way in the, in the first AP poll, and, and that's it right there. Um, as far as teams that are on the outside or like maybe bottom, uh, South Carolina, I know not Big Ten, but is one that kind of sticks out to me. Um, I think they've got a lot of returning talent, especially offensively. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how they compete in that kind of weak SEC East other than Georgia. They're a team that can maybe sneak in there. And Minnesota, I know I mentioned them already, but um, another team that I think is probably going to end top 25. Yeah, I think it comes a lot down to um, Athens. I said his name the other day, Calicamanis. I think it is. I got to practice that one. But uh, I was I was just thinking about him the other day, and I actually did a YouTube video on another channel that I have uh, talking about him and just saying, like, you know, he really struggled there uh, when he first started. Now, of course, his very first start last year was in the whiteout against Penn State, like one of yeah, the worst not, environments you can make your not first start. to make your first start. Exactly. But he really came along toward the end of the year, that last game against Wisconsin. And I, I know everybody will say bowl games don't matter. And, and and I'm sure, you know, they don't to the extent of regular season games, but he still played well in that. And I hear some people say, you know, Joe Milton played well in his bowl game. So, you know, I look at it and I say, at least he's, he's building off of a couple good performances. And I do think that Minnesota could surprise some people this year. Yeah, hundred percent. And just, I mean, having a new quarterback is always a tough thing um, with, with that turnover. Um, and in the Big Ten this year, there's only two teams that are returning starting quarterbacks. Well, three, actually, if you count Rutgers, Gavin Winsett played here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you could consider him their starter from last year. But then mm-hmm. it's, it's Talia Tagovailoa from Maryland and then J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. And everyone else is just new. And so mm-hmm. with Alec Manis, I mean – he started a few games with Tanner Morgan Hurt last year. Not He wasn't like the full-time starter entering the season, but that's going to give them a leg up just going into the season, having a guy with a little bit of experience. For sure, for sure. All right, moving on to the next part here. We're going to talk a little bit of recruiting. The 24-7 composite rankings went ahead and added the new Pac-12 teams, which is like the Pac-4 now, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. If you go to the little tab that says Pac-12, it's kind of depressing on the 
site, which is right there next to the Big Ten. But the new Pac-12 teams are in there. We have Oregon at fourth, USC at fifth. The UCLA is 14th and Washington is 16th. If you're not aware, I'll just name the top 10. I don't want to go through the whole thing, but Ohio State, number one, Michigan, number two, Penn State, number three, Oregon, number four, USC, number five, Nebraska, number six, number seven, Wisconsin, number eight, Purdue, number nine, Iowa, and number 10, Minnesota. I think one thing that's not been talked about enough with these West teams being uh, added to the Big Ten is the impact it brings to recruiting and what that can do, not just for the likes of Ohio State and Michigan and some of those bigger dogs, but some of the other teams like Nebraska and others like that. Uh, Have you thought very much about the impact of those West teams coming into the Big Ten for recruiting of the current teams, Brant? Yeah, definitely something that hasn't been talked about very much uh, with all the realignment happening. Um, as far as the actual impact it's going to have, I'm not sure like if it's going to really shake up things that much because at the end of the day, the kids on the West Coast, if they want to stay on the West Coast, they were already going to USC and Oregon. And mm-hmm. I mean, with them moving to the Big Ten and having more revenue, um, obviously going to be a good and big impact for their programs. And maybe like they can't get sniped by you know, a bigger program like Ohio State now with them having that Big Ten revenue and maybe bigger NIL collectives from that. Um, however, I, I, from my perspective, I, I'm not sure it's going to have the craziest impact, but it'll be really, really interesting to watch how it plays out. Yeah, I think for Ohio State and Michigan, they already kind of are out in the West a little bit, more so Ohio State than Michigan is, but Michigan, they do venture out there, and they're in some recruiting battles with the likes of USC and others like that as well, but the team that I really think can benefit from this is Penn State. You know, Penn State is that team that they recruit at a high enough level, they are kind of that um, team right outside of Ohio State and Michigan. And if they can start getting some te- some players from that California area, I really think we'll see a huge level up from Penn State to um, – I don't want to say they're going to be, uh, you know, better than better than they are winning this the conference every year, but I definitely think we're going to see them win the conference at some point if they start recruiting better out there. Which means what I was going to ask you next, there, Brent, is that Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan have kind of dominated Big Ten recruiting over the last four years. I think there was one year Michigan finished outside of the top three, or was it Penn State? One of those two finished outside of the top three one year, but. Uh, I was going to ask you, with the addition of Oregon and USC, those are kind of the better recruiting teams that they've added. Do you see those teams shaking up the top three in the recruiting of the Big Ten here in the next few years? Oh, yeah, I think they easily could. Um, USC and Oregon have uh, historically recruited great. Uh, they're like always like near the top ten, year, year in and year out. Um, so I think maybe with them moving to the Big Ten and having like that nationwide conference exposure – Maybe kids will be driven to stay and stay at Calif- in California and go to USC rather than maybe venture out. Because I know that's a place where Ohio State has been recruiting a lot is out in California. It's like maybe they decide to stay home now and just they can pluck some of those guys and keep them in their backyard rather than uh, lose them to an out-of-state bigger, bigger team like Ohio State. Um, I, I think USC is probably the biggest, um, biggest competitor to hop into that top three over Penn State. And I think – I mean – just looking at the program historically, they they're like one of the I guess borderline blue bloods. Um, probably a better historical program than Penn State, uh, so I would not be surprised to see them kind of jump into that top three. 
especially with the addition of Lincoln Riley, for sure. You know, he's going to get top-end quarterback talent. I think right now, you know, you kind of have the two best Big Ten or the two best quarterback coaches in the country in the Big Ten. You know, you kind of have the some of the best defensive coaches in Kirby Smart and Nick Saban over in the SEC. But as far as quarterback play, which is something the Big Ten has not normally been known for, I guess other than Purdue when they had Drew Brees, um, you know, uh, you have the two best quarterback coaches in the country in the Big Ten. And I think that's going to be exciting to see happen here soon. And, it, and I agree, it's really going to elevate the recruiting classes because when you get that, you know, when you get that quarterback early, he can really help recruit the rest of the class. Oh, 100%. I mean, just look at the guys over the past few years that Ryan Day and Lincoln Riley have put out into the NFL. It's like the top end guys all came from. Oklahoma and Caleb Williams now with USC, Ohio State. They got Justin Fields and CJ Stroud out there. Um, I mean, they're just going to keep consistently putting guys to the next level and bringing in the top, you know, two, three guys in the classes year in and year out. Those Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day battles for the next, you know, 10, 15 years, however, however long they stick around, are going to be super, super exciting. For sure, for sure. Well, in the uh, discussion of QBs, let's move on to the Big Ten QBs who will now be featured in the SEC. So we're gonna we're getting a little bit of some different opinions out there. I've heard some people say they're the rejects. I've heard some people say they're gonna be reborn. Kind of whatever bias you're thinking is probably what you're what you're saying. But what are your overall thoughts about Peyton Thorn? Uh, I think. I don't remember if he announced it or if they're saying that it's getting close for Peyton Thorne to be the starter at Auburn, for Graham Mertz to be the starter at Florida, and for Joe Milton, who people sometimes forget, he did start for Michigan being the starter at Tennessee. What are your overall thoughts about those guys making their way to the SEC? Yeah, I definitely side more on the reject side rather than the, you know, like they're too good for the Big Ten side. Um, it seems like these guys are all guys who got beat out of their of their previous spots. Joe Milton started that COVID year, and Michigan had their worst year in ages. And uh, he ultimately ended up leaving. Uh, they had uh, McNamara, McCarthy, all these guys who kind of jumped him in the pecking order. Um, so, I mean, 100% a reject in that end. And then he sat behind him and Hooker, and he's getting crazy hype now. Uh, so, it and maybe he's improved. Um, I'm sure he has improved since he was starting as I think it was a freshman back in that COVID season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs for Tennessee. I know in those Josh Heupel offenses, he, he tends to kind of dumb it down and make it easier for quarterbacks and receivers to really shine. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, if, if his arm talent is really going to live up to the hype this year. Um, Graham Mertz, I, I'm out on Graham Mertz. Um, you, we saw him play at Wisconsin the past few years, and it was it was hard to watch. Um, and he did just win the job over Jack Miller, um, another mm-hmm. OS, another Big Ten reject, if you will, um, heading over there from OSU. But yeah, uh, I I don't think Florida. I, I think Florida really could hit that four and eight win total that that uh, you mentioned earlier on the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Graham Mertz could be a big part of that. Peyton Thorne. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, sorry. Peyton Thorne. Um, I mean, it seems like he was probably going to be the starter if he stayed, and then he kind of got pried away by by money. At least that's kind of the story I'm hearing. Um, well, there's one end, and then there's another end where Michigan State fans are like, no, we like Peyton Hauser and Noah Ken better anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you talk to Spartan Dog 97, our our host of Bacon Wire, our Michigan State podcast, 
Um, he is a big Kate and Hauser believer and never thought Peyton Thorne was going to win the job anyways. So mm-hmm. definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out at Auburn. He, he was named the starter there as well. Uh, so it will be really interesting to see those three Big Ten rejects out there in the SEC. Well, that's what I think, too, is like you look at the schools they came from and look at the QBs they have now. I mean, just real fast, you know, first thought, would you rather have J.J. McCarthy, Joe Milton? Which one would you rather have? I mean, undoubtedly, J.J. McCarthy. He, right, yeah. right. Would you rather have Tanner Mordecai or would you rather have Graham Mertz? I mean, Mordecai, without a doubt. I mean, right? you know, Luke Fickle kind of ran Graham, Graham Mertz out of there and brought in his guy. Exactly. And I think, you know, I look at Luke Fickle. He does. He's not going to settle for that kind of QB play. You no. know, I mean, uh, he he's not the most high powered offense guy, but he's not going to put a guy out there who's going to throw the ball three yards behind the receivers. You know, he's just not going to make that happen. I think Ohio State got a pick versus Wisconsin last year by a DB. And if you look at Ohio State, the, most of their picks came from like the defensive line last year. So to throw a pick against an Ohio State DB last year, that was pretty bad. Um, but I just look at it and I think, man, uh, none of these guys would be starting over the current guy, except I guess maybe Peyton Thorne. But it, even if they were, I don't know, it's so hard to say because you haven't seen him. But even if Peyton Thorne was, I, I would almost bet it would be over just like loyalty to him. You know, Mel Tucker would have said like, oh, you started for me last year. So I'll have you start for me again this year. Right. I, I don't really know. Um, I, but I know that Kate Hauser is a good quarterback and Noah Kim is too. I've seen some of their tape. I've seen some of their throws and I look at him and I say, these are, these are dudes that could actually be the focal point of an offense. Peyton Thorne can't, you know, he is, he is not the kind of guy that you can say, here's the offense, put it on your shoulders, go run it. I just don't see it. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how those guys play in the SEC, especially with all this league re- realignment. It's really going to end up being SEC and Big Ten or the two, the big two in, in football. So with, I mean, seeing these guys getting kind of pulled at, from ba- being backups in the Big Ten to being starters in the SEC, it, is the Big Ten starting to become superior? I don't know. I think we'll see it here soon. I think we'll see a much bigger battle. I still say, and I, you know, begrudgingly because I don't really like them, I still say the SEC is better for now. Um, I think that, you know, you look at some of the worst teams in the SEC, I still think Florida could smack around IU. You know, I still think that they could take care of of Rutgers and Northwestern and Northwestern. They've been historically better. It's just with this whole Pat Fitzgerald situation, you know, they're, they're not coming through. They're not coming out of that very well. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, hey, thanks for coming on, Brant. We want to keep this to about 15, 20 minutes, and we're right about there. So I just want to say thanks for coming on, sharing your thoughts about all the things going on in the Big Ten. you have any social media or anything you want to plug real fast? Yeah, I'll just plug the Big Banter account. Um, if, you're, if you made it through the show, um, definitely make sure you subscribe here to the Big Ten Huddle and uh, keep listening along as we bring in all the, all the different Big Banter pods. Um, onto the show uh, go give big, big big banter sports a follow on twitter instagram tiktok uh we'll, we'll flood your flood your feed with a bunch of big 10 content um, definitely want to be following along for the season 
Very good, very good. And just to remind everybody, we will have another show on Wednesday morning. So we right now we're recording the night before and then we're posting it in the morning. At some point, we might start going live and doing stuff like that. But just to start out for now, we're just recording, posting on YouTube, posting it on all of those other platforms. Uh, I think we're on Apple. I think I got the okay for Apple today and Spotify. So we will be on those podcasting platforms as well. But go search for the Big Ten Huddle and you should be able to find us on most podcasting platforms. And like I said, Instagram, YouTube, and Rumble as well. Thanks so much for listening to the Big Ten Huddle and we'll see you next time.